All right, let's get into it, y'all. I know I took a week off, and I know you've been waiting for another episode. So thanks for waiting on me. I was a little under the weather. Thought I had that COVID. Um, one test said yes, two tests said no. So we're going to go with the uh, negative. <laughs> so basically, um, since I talked to you guys last, I have gained a ton of followers A lot of people are supporting this podcast, which I really appreciate. So I want to take time out to thank you all for being as supportive as you are. Thank you for your messages and your comments. And thank you for showing me some love. And it's good to know that I am not the only one out here feeling the way I feel and going through the things that I'm going through. So I just want to take time to thank you, my fans, for rocking with me because I'm rocking with y'all. So I wanted to talk a little bit more about support today. And then I wanted to kind of segue into um, restrictions and how we make permanent changes in our life. So as far as the medications that we're required to take, um, some of us have had acid reflux. Some of us haven't. I haven't had it in years. However, my insurance will not cover. Again, I got denied it the second time. You missed that. Um, My EGD, my endoscopy. They will not pay for it or cover it because I don't have a history of acid reflux on file. I do have a history of acid reflux, but it's nothing the little Pepto-Bismol, Rolaids, Tums, and some, or some apple cider vinegar can't cure. So I've always utilized at-home remedies. And it doesn't happen often because we are raised to once something bothers you, you just don't eat it. And in our culture. So I just feel like, I didn't really need to report it because I don't eat anything that gives me acid. But now I have acid reflux on file and I'm, I have a prescription for my acid reflux. And now the insurance says if I stay on my prescription for 30 days, then they will approve the procedure. So it is pushing me back against my timeline a little bit. I know you guys uh, enjoyed my mom coming on and speaking about her journey. We are trying not to have our surgeries on the same day. <laughs> Uh, we would like to be there for each other. So we're hoping that we can kind of like one person in the beginning of the one month and in the one in the middle or the end. So um, it's looking like March for both of us, Lord willing. So we're just being mindful of what dates we get assigned. So <clears throat> this weekend, I should be able to go out and about and hang out with her and start getting some stuff ready for her because her pre-op appointment is coming in hot So we're going to go and buy some more protein shakes. We're going to invest more in our, um, uh, what is it? Better than bouillon, which is way better than a dry bouillon cube, um, for her broth. So she has all her clear liquids, all her, um, full liquids and all her parade foods set up at the house. We want to set her up for success because if we don't set you up for success in the beginning, you are doomed for failure or to make bad decisions. So I know people who have made bad decisions and it didn't turn out well for them. So we're trying to be a little bit better behaved. So that's my struggle with our insurance provider and just how they're, you know, running me through the ringer at every turn. I'm over-exaggerating, of course. This is the only limitation I have experienced. Um, Some people have experienced worse. Some people have gotten all the way to the finish and been denied. So I'm just praying over it and just 
keeping focus on my mission. I'm still eating healthy. I'm still taking my vitamins. I'm still taking my medication. I'm still sleeping with my CPAP reluctantly. Um, I'm still doing all the things that I need to do to be healthy. So it's not just about the procedure, but it's always about what I'm doing each day to go forward. So just wanted to kind of talk to you guys about how important that is. And I want to shout out to a couple of my supporters that I would love to have on the show with me. You guys know who you are. If you're listening, please come and tell us about your successes. Come on and tell us about your failures. Uh, my listeners and I want to know what to expect and you know what to prepare for. So we would love to have you guys on the show. Um, if you can think of anybody who would like to be on here, who wants to talk about their journey, I'm willing to share. Sharing is caring. There's enough out here for all of us. So I am in the works um, of getting a weight loss, a bariatric weight loss professional on our show. Hopefully we can be on each other's podcast. And, but later on this week, guys, I'll be releasing, uh, our schedules have to mesh up, but I have a doctor coming on. So I don't know if you see my social media, but Dr. Kenneth Labrice will be on the next episode. So after this one airs, he will be on the one following. And he is a surgeon. He does not do bariatric surgery by profession. However, he's going to talk about the importance of pre-op and post-op care for surgery in general. And I know he can talk about that. So um, how important it is to listen to your doctors, how important what they say is and why it matters so much to them that you follow directions that's what he's going to talk to us about later on in the week so i want to just shout him out here and thank him for coming on and hanging out with us later on i know you guys are just waiting for it salivating for another episode so let's get into the restrictions so i don't like to call these restrictions i like to call these mindset shifts yeah it's a little businessy but it is what you have to do when you're going through the bariatric process my mindset on a lot of things through this process have changed. I used to hate meditation. I enjoy meditation. I meditate three times a week now. Um, I get it in where I can fit it in. But when I tell you I'm at peace beyond which all understanding, it's a great feeling. So I love my meditation. Uh, I'm praying a little bit more than I usually would. Normally I have a conversation with God when I have a conversation with them, but I've been praying a little bit more and just getting close to him and just doing better on that scale. My relationships with my family has changed. Um, I found out a lot more of my family members than I originally thought had gone through a similar process, if not the same process. And it's so good to have a support system that you didn't even know, like an undercover support system. Group of people who are rooting for you, you didn't even know were there. So that is really like, clutch for me right now. Just I'm finding other people that are drawn to, you know, what I'm doing, what I'm talking about and because they've been through it. And I just love my family. And um couldn't ask for a better one. I know I'm running my father ragged talking to him every day up and down the street and around the corner about the surgery, mm-hmm. but it's a means to an end and it will all work out in the long run. So I wanted to talk about how I'm changing who I am to be a better version of me. I know that sounds really deep, doesn't it? It's not really that deep. So you've heard about my meditation. You heard about my prayer. You've heard about the different things that I'm doing as far as like taking my vitamins and uh, taking my medicine and sleeping with my CPAP. But let's talk about the food. So you're on this 
other end of this phone or your laptop or your headphones and you're walking and you're talking and you're doing something good for yourself, hopefully out there. And you are like, what do you have to give up, girl? Because I can't give up this and I can't give up that. And Lord knows I don't want to give up the other thing. And you're thinking about all the things you won't give up. So would you rather be dead? Would you rather be fat and happy or unhealthy and happy and live a shorter period of life, but know that you're going to be happy eating and consuming what you consume until your very last days? That is where I'm at. I know that shifted the the mood and it, it brought you to a real abrupt point, but that's where I am. I'm on medication for my blood sugar. I'm on another medication for my blood sugar. I'm on another medication for my cholesterol. I now have another medication for acid reflux. I wear a CPAP dark Vader mask, the most unsexiest thing you could ever imagine every night. There's not much more that I feel like is worth, you know, anything. I don't, I don't really feel like I should go through anything else. I think I'm learning my lesson and I need to be healthier. And that's the point I'm at. I can't speak for you. I can only speak for me. And this is real uncool, unsexy right here. And, you know, I was talking to somebody today and I let them know. I said, hey, I just wanted to inform you that I'm not going through this process for my husband. I'm not going through this process for my kids. I'm not going through this process for my mammy. I'm doing this for me. I had reached a point with myself when I realized my struggle, when I realized what, you know, my shortcomings and how my weight was hindering so many opportunities for me to enjoy life. And at that point, when I realized that there's a better life worth living, a better quality of life for me, there was no turning back in this process. I take what everybody says with a grain of salt in everyone has an opinion and I value opinions. I value research. If you're taking time to bring to me the facts and what you've seen and what you've heard, I am absorbing it all. Don't think for a minute that I'm just listening and say, well, I'm gonna do it anyway. I actually absorb, take it in, research it myself, go through the pros and cons list. And I make that judgment call daily. Hey, is this something you really want to do? Cause it's going to be a permanent thing. Is this something you really want to do? But I realized I'm not really giving up anything. I eat a pretty healthy diet right now. I've already transitioned away from a lot of fried options. I already air fry my chicken wings. I, you know, there's things that I'm already doing that are already making me feel better. So I know that I'm not actually quote unquote restricting myself. If that makes any sense to you guys. So I want to take a break right here and I want to kind of go over a couple of food items that I've been introduced to recently that have changed my life and we'll be back. to take a moment to shout out Black Billionaire Institute, a local development company for small and minority communities to start teaching our communities how to build their own business, how to build their own brands, and how to maintain them. Uh, BBI is throwing a workshop series here in the Tampa Bay area. 
So go ahead and check them out. They're on Eventbrite as well as Facebook, as well as Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Black Billionaire Institute, spelled BLK Billionaire Institute. So we want to thank y'all for rocking with us, and we're rocking with y'all. And um, we'll be there. We'll be in attendance because, as you all know, or might not know, I have my own startup that was started just with that same book that they're kicking it off with. So I'm really excited to go out there and show some love and support to my peoples at BVI. Here on Talk Lucidly 33, we like to do full-scale episodes for you guys, but sometimes things pop up on us. Things come out of the blue, and we want to start this new thing called Sound Bites, where you get a little munch, munch, crunch, crunch midweek on some tea that's going to be coming down the pipeline. So if you're ready for some tea, listen to me. And I'm back. So I just want to let you guys know when you think of a fad diet that you want to hop on because you see your friends losing weight doing it that way. When you look at a uh, gym you want to go to because they offer all of these things, it is the same concept when you are transitioning to bariatric, if not more strenuous on you because you have to be mentally ready. Some of us will go to the gym and we don't even have our mental health together. We'll use the gym to get our mental health together, but you have to have your mental health together before you even get bariatric. Now, unless you're going some other country, that's your business. But when you're doing it here in these here United States of America, <laughs> it's a lot more that goes into it. We don't have universal health care here. So a lot of the things that you would think we would have like freely, like healthier options when you go to the store, things like that. We don't have it. So you have to make a conscious choice every day. Uh, rain, sleet, or snow, the mail goes. You need to be cognizant of the decisions that you're making and what you're putting into your body. Now, I don't drink 64 ounces of water a day. I never. You know, maybe when I was doing track and field or swimming, like when I was athletic when I was younger, because I was a jock. But now it's really hard because I have to drink a lot of water. So I have this one gallon challenge going on right now where I'm starting my water intake at six o'clock before I even get out of the bed good. Like I am starting my water. If I can start it at 530 in the morning, I will. Like when my husband goes to work and he like I get up because he's up moving around. I'm like, oh, where's the water bottle? Let me start now. Um, things like that. So that way I'm not like drinking water all the way up until 830, 9 o'clock at night and up all night. So these are the decisions that I'm consciously making to, to be better, to be healthier, to just be holistically better. Um, even the vitamins that I'm taking right now. The vitamins that I'm taking for my polycystic that the dietitian suggested for me, I think it's myoacetol and NACLS or something like that. Those two vitamins are making me more regular. They're making me more girly, I like to call it, because when you have polycystic ovarian syndrome, and we'll do a whole episode on that, um, you have more testosterone. So I grew up being, you know, mm, a little bit more bass in my voice, a little bit more hair on my chin, a little bit more all of that. 
And this whole emotional roller coaster that women go through when their hormones are changing, I left that in my 18, 19, 20. I didn't want to see that in my 33, 34, 35. I know that when you lose a lot of weight, you go through hormonal changes. But right now, just with the vitamins I'm taking, my nails are growing like crazy. My hair is growing like crazy. And I'm literally a crybaby at movies and stuff like that. I get emotionally attached. But now I'm just crying. Like if I feel overwhelmed with emotion, oh, the cry is coming out. I think it's contributing to like my mental health because I am such an emotional person and you get what you get with me. Like, that's just how I am. If I'm gonna cry, I'm gonna cry and I don't care that I'm crying. Um, if I'm mad, I'm mad and don't care who cares about me being mad. So it's very interesting to see how I let my emotions lead and how boisterous I am about them. You know, I'm not sitting here trying to wait till everybody goes to sleep to cry to myself. If I feel like crying right now because somebody in the movie died and I'm attached to this character, that's what you're getting. So I think that's really healthy. Um, the meditating that I'm doing three times a week helps me focus and center myself. It's been helping tremendously with my blood pressure. I've lowered the amount of sodium that I intake. I mean, I already didn't intake that much. Actually, my blood work said that I had too little sodium. So, um, it's kind of like I'm playing teeter-tottering. I don't want to consume any more salt because I don't feel like that's good for me. And because my blood pressure is high. So this, these are decisions that, you know, you talk to your doctor, say, hey, listen, this is what it is. And here are the options for me. I'm eating a lot more cucumbers. So I wanted to give you guys a little recipe a friend of mine told me about. She's Brazilian. She put me on at a cucumber game a long time ago. So it's not that I just found out about it. It's more like I'm, I just fell in love with it again. So... Let me explain this very clearly because I don't want you to make them wrong and then blame me when you don't like it. This cucumber salad is basic. I'm going to give you the basic cucumber salad, which is the recipe she gave me. I'm going to give you the, you know, a little razzle dazzle cucumber salad. And that's my stage two. And I'm going to give you cucumber salad as a meal those are what I want to go over with you guys today so that you have like a takeaway from this. You're not just listening to me rant for an hour every time you tune in. So I want you to have something you can try. Now, if you're from the South, and I'm not saying Alabama, Georgia, even though I have respect for y'all. If you're from the true South, like Miami-Dade, Broward County, Palm Beach, you understand how we put vinegar on our mangoes vinegar on our cucumbers salt and pepper shake it up in the ziploc bag and you go if you don't know try it i no longer eat the vinegar mangoes but i will put some vinegar on some cucumbers this is similar so you want to take a whole cucumber or two however many you're eating if you're making it for a family this is a salad that you have to make and eat not make and sit it back in the fridge not make and sit it on the counter um, it's a make and eat fresh type of salad. So basic salad, Brazilian recipe, cucumber, juice of two limes, olive oil and juice ratio need to be the same. So if you put olive oil and you put like two tablespoons, then you need two tablespoons of lime juice. That's how it works. 
salt and pepper to taste. Shake it up with the cucumbers in a cup with a lid, in a bowl with a lid, whatever container, until you see that you have just enough drizzle or dressing or whatever, and you feel like that's going to be enough for you. I am an overachiever. If I cut up a whole cucumber, it's going to be whole, three whole limes, the equivalent olive oil, salt and pepper, a little crazy with it. And so that's the basic recipe. When you are looking for something that's a little bit more filling or you want a little bit more texture, I add a shallot, not a red onion, not a white onion, not a Spanish onion, not a Vidalia onion. In the event you do not have a shallot, you can use scallions, you can use chives. Do not use onion because this is just a little razzle-dazzle. So I use a shallot. I cut up the shallot thinly. I add um, either the grape-sized tomatoes, like the plum tomatoes, cut them in half and add it. Or I get a good beefsteak tomato that's almost all the way red, but still firm like a green. And I chop that up into like cubes and add that. And then you're gonna need more lime juice, more olive oil, more salt and pepper. Shake it up until you get enough little drizzle, a little dressing to taste. If you like the taste, go with it. If you want to tweak it, tweak it. So then you have the creme de la creme. Replace your lunch. Have your good wholesome snack. This one can sit for a while because of what's in it, but I don't like to let mine sit. I'm really all about the making it fresh and eating it fresh. So with this recipe, you're going to get your cucumber. Instead of just cutting it in half or cutting it in slices, you're going to cut it in fours. You're going to have your tomatoes. You're going to cut the Roma tomato, not the Roma, but the um, cherry tomatoes in half. Very specific recipe here. Then you're going to use a red onion or a white onion. Thinly sliced, almost like shaved, um, cut in fours that onion and then shave it really thin. Because you want like a little bite, you little, a little bite, but you don't want like a whole mouthful of onion to taste. However you like your onion, you like a lot, you like a little. Then you're going to go get a Hass avocado. I grew up in the South, so we get the Florida avocados, the big boys. Um, depending on where you're from, one might have a metallic taste. You might not like it. Whichever one is your pleasure, get, get it. I like mine a little firm, but where you can push down and apply a little bit of pressure so you know that the bite is going to be good and it's not going to be a mushy salad. So you cut one avocado two cucumbers that's your ratio you want to do some shaved onion some tomatoes for some color you might even throw a bell pepper off in that thing like a yellow one because you want the contrasting colors and then four limes and equivalent amount of olive oil salt and pepper and that's it but when you eat this salad you're not going to be hungry that avocados the fatty acids the omega-3s the Cucumber is good for your blood sugar and lowering your blood sugar fast. The the um, lime is good for the alkalinity of it. Like you, there's so many layers of the things that you're doing. I use Himalayan sea salt. You can use that good old iodized that's in the in everybody's pantry. That doesn't matter. For the people who like spice. I am not a crystal person, but if you grew up eat, drinking crystal hot sauce, that's your business. I like me some Tabasco. 
my grandmother is from Alabama, Mobile. She likes Tabasco. I like Tabasco. If you don't like hot sauce because of the vinegariness and you just want to add a pepper, I am also Bahamian and a scotch bonnet pepper a little bit goes a lot of way. There's a dry spice that I'm now using instead of chili pepper. It's called Fiery Harissa. You can get it at Sprouts. That has curbed my appetite tremendously. By adding spice to everything I eat, I notice that I don't eat as much. And not because it's so hot that I can't eat, but I don't eat as much because um, peppers are known to help curb your appetite, your overeating. It, because when something's hot, I, I don't know, I'm not a doctor, but it makes me take a step back and wait a minute. And when you're taking those steps back and waiting a minute, you're getting full and you're recognizing your fullness. And so when the biggest part of this transition for me was recognizing when I'm full. Like you have to be in tune with your body because I am that same person who needed a wheelbarrow to roll you out of Sunny's on all you can eat day. Because I would just eat up until the food was stuffed to the top of my neck. And then I couldn't even drive myself home. And so I had to start being cognizant of how I was eating. So I hope you guys like the recipes I gave you. Try them out. Send me a message. Let me know how they are. Um, find me on Instagram. And, you know, back to me with the number two. Underscore R-E-A-R-I-E-B. Let me know how that recipe is. If you like it. If you love it. If you hate it. Let me know. And uh, I want you to start supplementing some of your unhealthy meals with healthier options. I just think that's going to be great for you. It's working wonders for me. Understand I'm not a dietitian. I am not a licensed clinical nothing. But I know from my experience and what I've done that when you make a decision to be a better you for you, there are so many things that happen for you in your life. Don't get me wrong, I can't stand sleeping with that CPAP, but I know that it, it's almost over. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, I'm getting closer to, the, you know, the time that we estimate my surgery to be. I'm starting to realize I have a mentor, and my mentor reminds me on a regular basis that you can only control the controllables. Now, she's my business mentor. And you guys, if you listen to any other podcast that I'm on, you might know what I'm talking about. If you know, you know. But I want you guys to understand something. You can only control the controllables is bigger than me. You know, like she was telling me in business, hey, you can't get mad about everything that don't go your way because you can only control the controllables. Facts. I understood it. I received it. And I heard what she was saying. But I only applied it to business. I didn't get upset. I didn't get deterred. I didn't get only with business. What I'm realizing is that applies to this as well. I'm in so many support groups for bariatric and I love my bariatric community, the weight loss surgery community. They are the most supportive people I've ever been around and better ever talked to. It's we exude like loviness and I just think we get let down so many times through this process. Some people have a smooth process. Don't get me wrong. But some people's process in this great United States is such a bad experience that they save up their money and go to another country and come back. 
And that's the reality of the world that we live in. You know, they come back and say they went on keto. So, you know, we just, we have so many different stories to tell. I know you guys are listening to my story and what's going on in my journey. And I had to realize that my setbacks are nothing compared to some of my, as we call cousins or sleeve sisters. It like none, some of these women were, went through the process six months to get a denial, six more months, another denial and went back again because they were adamant about getting it done for their insurance to approve. Some people have gone to different doctors, gone through the process and still got denied. Some people don't make it through the psychiatric evaluation. You know, they have to go see somebody and then they have to go talk about what, you know, their underlying issues are and get help before they do this. There's so many setbacks. And I'm on here complaining about the fact that my insurance won't cover a scope that they don't deem necessary, but the doctor wants to know what's down there before he gets in there. So I can't complain. I have had my appointment pushed back once and I wasn't mad about it. It's just time for me to stack my money up, you know, because my insurance is only covering like 50%. And they called me and it got pushed back again because my insurance wants me to be on, um, what is it? It's similar to Prozac or something like, not, is it Prozac? Whatever it is for heartburn. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. I don't know. I have the generic. So it starts with PR or something, but it's for acid reflux. So now my insurance wants me to be on acid reflux medicine for at least a month before they will even consider approving it, which pushes my timeline. So I talked to my husband and I said, honey, we put aside a certain amount of money for the surgery this year. Here are my options. And he's like the biggest cheerleader of anything I want to do that, to make myself better. He's not like, trust me, he married this package big. He ain't complaining, but he wants me to be healthy and he wants me to breathe at night. <laughs> Those things he will bring up. So we were talking and I was like, he's like, well, it sounds like you want to pay for the procedure out of pocket to limit how many interactions you have to have with the insurance. And I said, I'm really thinking about it because my copay is almost $700 and the procedure is $1,200. Now I know that's a lot of money, but what I want you guys to understand is I'm a planner. I don't make any decision lightly. When I decided last year that we were going to switch, I was going to switch over to his insurance and we were going to run this thing. When I made that shift, I set up a H, you know, a flexible spending account. I set up a, a health savings account and I put over the amount that is expected with my insurance because I know every year things change. So out of our paychecks, what is given to us you know, we're, we don't feel it because we've now broken up two, three, four, five, whatever, how many, how much money we put into our FSAs. We've now broken that up over the course of 52 weeks. If you're a bi-weekly person, then you know it's 26. So you don't feel it as bad as somebody asking you for $3,000 out of pocket. If you are paying for it out of your paycheck every week. So we have created a system to prepare for the worst and hope for the best. So if I go ahead and pay for this procedure out of pocket, I'm going to hit my out of pocket maximum faster. I am. And, um, 
and then maybe not have to pay so much for the procedure, but I will stay on my time target. So I think my biggest concern is like staying within the target of time because I want my kids to be in a certain place and be taken care of. There's things that I don't want to have to worry about during recovery. So my ideal times for the surgery is going to be spring break or summer. If it's not spring break, it needs to be summer because I need to make sure in an emergency situation, there is someone who can get to them promptly. You know, I don't want to be like panicked. I don't want my blood pressure to be elevated. I don't want to be trying to do something. I don't have a business like lifting anything heavier than a glass of uh, a cup, not a cup, a gallon of milk. So those are the things that I'm going through as far as like time management, planning, what I'm going to do. That's what I'm kind of dealing with. So you guys, I want you to let me know if you're going through a process that's similar to mine. What are your highs? What are your lows? What is holding you back, you know, from, you know, having the surgery, if anything? What has helped you go forward? Um, If you had to appeal something, what did you do? Who did you reach out to? Was your doctor really helpful with the appeal? Or did you have to go Google your behinds off? to find out, you know, how to appeal something. Let me know. I'm really interested to find out where you're at. I want you to take away from this soundbite that restructuring your thought process to be a better version of yourself is never being fake. It's never being phony. And it's never taking the easy road. Because... It takes a lot for someone who's in their 30s to make a transition. It takes a lot for someone who's in their... Shoot, it just takes a lot for you to transition your mindset. It don't matter what age you are. And for me to make the decision to be healthier and to be outspoken about my process so early on, I think it's therapeutic for me. And I really don't care if anybody agrees with me or not. Because I have to do something that I know is going to work for me. I'm going to get this tool and I'm going to use this tool like a maintenance man uses a hammer. I'm going to use it to be a better version of myself. I'm going to join these 5Ks with my friends at work and we're going to, you know, make sure I'm not the last one. (laughs) So it's certain things that I want to achieve with being healthier. I want to sleep through the night without a CPAP or my husband worrying about me not breathing There are things that I want to achieve that are bigger than fitting into a certain size pair of pants. I know that some people out there have like a goal outfit. And to be honest with you, I haven't actually thought about that. If I was going to have a goal dress to fit in or a goal. How about I like fit in a seat on a roller coaster or fit, you know, be able to jump out of an airplane because I finally meet the weight requirements those are my goals to meet so just a little bit different sometimes you have to pivot never stop just pivot and find a different route so thank you guys for rocking with me and i'm rocking with y'all and i would love to hear more about your comments your feedback what topic would you guys like for me to talk about next i know we have dr kenneth labrice coming up on our next episode after we're talking to him about pre-op and post-op care, we are going to move on to another topic. But 
I would like to know what you guys think. Like, what are some of the ideas that you have? Some of the things that you want to talk about? Hit me up. Let me know. I'm listening. So have a good night or good morning wherever you are. And thanks for rocking with me. Hey guys, thanks for rocking with us today on Talk Lucidly 33. We appreciate your time and the effort that you put into listening. Don't forget to share this podcast with your friends who might need to hear it. Don't forget to send us a message if you're interested in being a guest on our podcast. Can't wait to hear from you and can't wait to share my journey some more with you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned because we'll be 